Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. Today, we will be continuing our trauma series. A few weeks ago, we discussed lung and chest wall injuries. This week, we will be staying above the diaphragm and discussing cardiovascular trauma. Hey, Doc, so we have a 47-year-old female. She's a driver in a vehicle versus guardrail. Found unconscious with rapid labor breathing at the scene. NPA was placed. Bagging got us 96% on O2. Looks like she bent the steering wheel in half with her chest. Uh, discoloration and instability noted to the anterior chest. Bilateral femur fractures. Ultrasound showed free fluid in the abdomen as well, so you, uh, so you guys know. Uh, facial lax. BP was 94 over 65 minutes ago. We were giving... Uh, 200 milliliter bolus is just to maintain that, so she's gotten 400 milliliters total. Pulse is 140, respirations at 36. EKG was all over the place. You could look at that. Some of that might actually be some uh, artifact, but there you go. Yep. Any questions? Anybody? In this episode, there are three major diagnoses that I want you to know. Cardiac tamponade, aortic dissection, and blunt cardiac injury, previously known as cardiac contusion. Those are the big three. And since the workup for each of these is completely different and the treatments are different, in this episode we will go through each one individually, almost like three mini critical diagnosis episodes. First, cardiac tamponade. This is most commonly seen with penetrating chest trauma, but it can also happen with blunt trauma. The heart itself is surrounded by a tough, fibrous sac called the pericardium. If this sac gets blood in it during trauma, it doesn't stretch at all. Instead, it just pushes and squeezes down on the heart and prevents the heart from preloading before it contracts. And this rapidly kills the patient. They get hypotensive and they die. And that is why in all bad chest traumas, you need to consider cardiac tamponade. Three total steps. Step one, you need to ultrasound the heart. This is one of the four specific views on FAST exam. You are looking for blood around the heart, a big black strip. If you see it, you need to act before the patient dies. And so you do step two. You perform a procedure called a pericardiocentesis. It's very straightforward. Stick a needle into that sac, preferably under ultrasound guidance, and suck fluid out of the pericardium. If this doesn't work, you have to perform a third step, a bedside thoracotomy. As a med student, it probably won't be you doing this. You might be able to help, but somebody at our program, it's the EM resident who picks up the chart, has to cut the chest all the way open, pry apart the ribs, and slice open that pericardial sac right at the bedside during the trauma resuscitation. That relieves the pressure, the heart can preload now, and it saves the patient's life. The big pimp question with cardiac tamponade is Beck's triad, which are the three classic findings associated with cardiac tamponade. They are hypotension, muffled heart sounds, and distended neck veins. 
hypotension, muffled heart sounds, and distended neck veins. That's a Beck's triad of cardiac tamponade. Next, aortic injury, specifically dissections. There are lots of clues you need to look for on exam. Check pulses in each extremity to make sure they're equal. Take a look at your ATLS chest x-ray for widening of the mediastinum. And last, in lots of cases, you will really just be looking for this based on mechanism. Rapidly decelerating car accidents, high falls, any sudden stopping is the most concerning type of mechanism. If you suspect it, again, it's three steps. One, get your imaging. You have to do a CT of the chest with contrast. A fast scan won't cut it. It has to be a CT scan. If they do have a dissection, step two, you have to give your dissection medicines. The way you treat all dissections is you decrease the stress on the aorta as much as possible by slowing the heart rate and decreasing the blood pressure. Most commonly, a beta blocker like Esmolol to slow down the heart, and then an antihypertensive like nitroprusside to lower the blood pressure. Some attendings will do a combined agent like labetalol to lower both the heart rate and the blood pressure. But you have to use some sort of medicines to decrease both the heart rate and decrease the blood pressure. And then once you do that, step three is really quick. It's a surgery consult. Most traumatic aortic injuries will probably require surgery. The big pimp question here is anatomy. The ligamentum arteriosum. It's the ligamentum arteriosum that straps down the aorta and tears that part of the arch during a sudden deceleration. It's the ligamentum arteriosum. Last is blunt cardiac injury. This was previously called cardiac contusion. What happens here is that if the heart gets smacked hard enough, it can develop bruising and swelling, which make it prone to abnormal heart rhythms, also known as death. Keeping with the same pattern, three steps. Step one, EKG. If you suspect that this might have happened, you need an EKG because it picks up about nine out of ten of these irritated hearts. Step two, if you're really, really concerned and you want to be extra complete, maybe someone's chest literally smashed into a steering column, you might want to recommend a troponin too. Not attendings will do this, but according to Tintinale's, there was a study that was able to completely rule out blunt cardiac injury with a normal troponin and a normal EKG. And then step three, if there are abnormalities or if you're just really, really extra suspicious for an injury, you have to admit the patient to the hospital just so they can be hooked up to the heart monitor for a while to make sure they don't go into some bad heart rhythm. That's how you treat blunt cardiac injury. The pimp question here is a special diagnosis called commodiocordis. I think that's how you say it anyways. It's rare, but if the patient has even mild impact to the heart at just the right moment in the cardiac cycle, like a punch or a baseball that hits somebody in the chest, the patient just goes into cardiac arrest and dies. It's called commodiocordis. There's videos of this all over YouTube. And of all of the pimp questions I can think of, that's probably the most likely that you will get asked. Those are your 
big three diagnoses this week, cardiac tamponade, aortic dissection, and blunt cardiac injury. I hope you found these episodes helpful so far. Send me an email at any time, zach at emclerkship.com with any questions or feedback. I'd love to chat with you. I really do like hearing from you guys. I got an iTunes review from Dismitty this week saying, Zach, thank you for your hard work and great lectures. It's clear, easy to listen to and understand, something that should be done throughout med school. I completely agree with you that we need a good foundation, the basics, the big picture. You have a great voice, which is very important for the teacher. Good luck, and please keep recording new lectures. Well, thank you, Dismitty, if that's how you say your username. I agree. I feel like every specialty really needs their own solid back-to-the-basics type podcast for medical students that want to go into that specialty, because the information in books is never really good at simplifying things, in my opinion, and it's especially not good at helping us realize what the basic steps even are half the time. And even though clinicals are really good places to learn basics and the attendings are good at teaching those The rotation is just so much more effective as a learning experience if you kind of understand the case before you see the patient, and then if you can re-review the basics again that night after you see the patient, then then you understand it forever. As far as my voice, all I will say is that it's the magic of GarageBand, probably combined with what I'm told is a strong Yankee accent by the Tennessee people whatever a Yankee accent is. But again, I'm glad you like it. Thank you so much for the review. And until next time, Dismitty, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.